turn from the Pharisees, I'll go straight to the first verse. And we'll read it. It says, Then one was brought to him, who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him. So quickly, so fast, straight to the point. They didn't explain how he healed him. So he healed him. So that a blind and mute man was spoken and saw. Matthew 12, 22, the first verse. Jesus asks, usually he asks, when he, before he heals someone, he usually asks, do you want to be healed? In this case, he didn't ask or he didn't get into communication with that man. Why? Maybe he got into communication with the devil. Leave him. Now, I want you to leave. I order you to leave him now. Maybe it was a communication with the Satan, but not with the man. Very simple. Why? He's blind and he's mute. And when he's mute, that means he's also deaf. Deaf. There is a chance that he's deaf. And his mind is not there, which is very, very hard, which make it very hard to communicate with God and to seek with his own will healing. Comes by his own will. I need you to heal me, Lord. It happened before so many times with any other sickness. When he's blind, he would go after him. Son of David, heal me. Son of David, and he was screaming. Son of David, other, any, uh, other miracle. But in this, he can't even do that because his mind is not there. He's demon-possessed. And remember, it was mentioned before about another uh, man who was demon possessed too and his dad came to Jesus and told him that the spirit the, the, the bad spirit Satan threw him in the water and the fire as well so he's not in control of himself he wouldn't do that if he's has able to think and to see uh, uh, what's benefit for him but in this case in that case he was throwing him in water and fire. That's why Jesus didn't ask him. And that's why it has to be, the healing has to be from Jesus. But he wouldn't seek any healing. At the end of the reading, we see Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. The first lesson is about communication. Communication. Uh, the, the, at the end of the reading, we see Jesus talking to the Pharisees and say, every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in that day of judgment, Matthew 12, 36. And also, for by your words you will be justified, by your words you will be condemned. Because he started to uh, accuse him that he's doing this by the power of the demons, he cast out demons. And of course, he explained it well and he proved this false accusation. And he told him, told them, the Pharisees, the lesson from the Pharisees, be careful of what you're saying about the Holy Spirit. Communication. So there is many factors here. Communication with Satan. There is no communication with the sick man. And when you communicate, when you're able to communicate, appreciate what you have. Pharisees, appreciate. Appreciate that you can talk. Appreciate that you're talking to me now. 
Jesus appreciate that. And when you talk and when you have all the disability, be careful of saying a word about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit and his work uh, uh, of forgiveness of, the, of sins, which is very important. That's why I said at the beginning that this uh, chapter was read so many times before. But during the Great Lent, is the, sorry, during the, uh, the epistle uh, fast, it's different because we're focusing on the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit uh, in us. Communication. How important is the word for both, for the sick man and for the Pharisees? It's very important. He wanted to hear just one word. He can't hear, but he wanted to hear just one word. You're healed. Your sins are forgiven. That's very important. For the Pharisees, it's different. For the Pharisees, it's different. They just focus on, on themselves, and they're, don't, they're not focusing on the situation or whom they are talking to and what he can do for them. Just judging. You know that judge? When one person has the, the judge eye to say, okay, uh, he doing this. I'm just watching him. Here's a mistake. I caught him saying this. He's been talking for an hour, but we're focusing on the, this point, this weakness. We all do that, and we all sometimes fall in this, the judging eyes. Pope Shunuda said a very nice say, quote, I got it for you here. Satan can surround us with all the troubles and tribulation around us, but he cannot do one thing, which is he can't make a roof to prevent us to communicate with God. Yes, he can surround us with so many troubles, but he can make a roof. That's why the problem of this man was the communication. He can communicate with God, and that's why Jesus himself, he came to him. So many communication can happen. We saw the centurion come and ask for his help, or any other people. Come for his help, because he can communicate. The sinner woman, she was able, she was able to communicate with him too, through tears. And also the woman who came from behind him and touched his garment, that was a communication as well. All of that, they have mind, they can think about, and they know their uh, need, to feel the need that I need him. This is very important. Once you feel the need, you will start to communicate with him. If you don't feel the need, you won't communicate. Maybe uh, lots of people can ask, who have a trouble of praying consistently, in the morning, before we sleep, or during the day, during the lunch hour, whatever. But the problem, it's not in the time. The problem is, do you feel the need? If you feel the need, you will get over this. Communication with God protect us from Satan. Because if we didn't communicate, something worse may happen. See, when an unclean spirit goes out, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and find none. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked 
than himself and they enter and dwell there Matthew 12:43-45 it's in the same chapter but it's not in today's reading and showing how is really uh, hard when you don't communicate with God another lesson we'll, we we learn from the people from the multitude just imagine that these people are going by this person this poor person every day and watching him what a poor guy he's demon possessed he can't see he's mute he's deaf he can't hear every day going back and forth back and forth passing by him and they're saying that and they're wondering what did he do this is what happened to the blind man by the way when he asked who's who's sent here is he sent or his parents is a sinner uh, are the sinners uh, they were wondering why why is that why God allowed that to happen to him it happens to all of us we're sometimes asking this question why God allowed that to me what did I do wrong I'm okay I'm doing this I'm watching this I'm attending the holy uh, liturgy I'm going uh, for my father of confession watching my spiritual life what did I do wrong and actually if we heard if they hear the voice saying that this is for their for, their, for his benefit no one will believe right no one will believe but one day because of that Jesus was able to meet with him actually he was able to meet with Jesus and get healed from Jesus because he didn't knew what is the purpose of that why God allowed that for him to happen things happen in our life and we don't know why is it happening in our life in the book of judge in the Old Testament we hear a conversation between Gideon and the angel and Gideon told the angel oh my Lord if the Lord is with us because the angel was telling him the Lord is with you if the Lord is with us why then has all this happened to us judge 6 13 why so I'm sure that people who were passing by him they were wondering still why why what happened to this person it's like when a man walking in a maze do you know the maze when man walking in a maze you don't find the way out unless you're wa you're watching from above he can go and find the way is blocked maybe he has to go back again to his start point and maybe try another try to go around the maze or try a different exit and see if he can get his way out or not we don't know we don't understand he found the block he has to start over again the book of Ecclesiastes we read 612 chapter 6 verse 12 for who knows what is good for man in life who knows what's good you have a trouble same situation happening happening around don't worry there is a reason for that and there is a good reason for that trust in that trust in him trust in God even if you don't see it now what I am doing you don't understand the Gospel according to St. John chapter 13 verse 7 what I am doing you don't understand now but you will 
know after. You would know after this. You, know, you would know after what is the purpose of this. So if we have the same situation with the same uh, person, the demon-possessed person, uh, and we wouldn't know why this happening to me, there is a reason for that. Just trust God who knows better. The Israelites, when they went out of the land of Egypt, they faced the same situation as well. They went, and Pharaoh is after them. And khalas, they have the Red Sea in front of them, and Pharaoh is behind them, and they don't know. What is the reason for that? God gives give him so many chances, and still he's running after us. But what the, that was for the best of them. Do you know when they went into uh, a war with other people, after that, they always were thinking of them that these people don't go close to them. Don't try to play games with them. They have God who's protecting them. And this is what they said. God, their God, with a mighty hand, delivered them out of Egypt. They were well known with that. Israelites do not try to play games with them. They know God and their God is very, very uh, strong. Not even to think of what you're doing, which is good and which is bad, but also if you think that what you're doing is good, sometimes we don't know what is the reason for that. He's sick, and why he's like that? That's my understanding, because I'm human, right? But what if I know that this is good for you? How would you know that this is good for you? You don't know. Don't trust yourself. Give you an example. Ahab. Do you know Ahab in the uh, Old Testament? When he thought that getting Naboth, the vineyard, is a good idea. And he consulted with his wife, Isabel. And he thought that this is a good idea. And this is my right. And I am the king. And I should get it. The middle of my land. I should get it. To him, yes, it was right decision. But actually, it wasn't. First King chapter 21. Nabal, same thing. Nabal, when David's uh, people, men's, they went to him and telling him, okay, you know the story. Help us. Give us some food. And Nabal was thinking at that point that why should I give them food? For, for what? They were just guarding the sheep. For what? They don't deserve it. To him, he was thinking that he's doing the right thing. We read this story in the first Samuel chapter 25, verse 3. And he said that in verse 11. Shall I take my bread and my water and my meat and give it to men? I don't know where they are from. He was thinking that he's saving. That's good. I'm trying to save. That's good, but actually he was wrong. So do not depend on your understanding because you don't know and because God knows better. God knows better. In this situation, God knows uh, better. Problems happen in our life always. No one can say that I have 
my, my life is free of trouble. No one can say that. But to face this, we need to learn two lessons. One from the Pharisees, try to communicate, appreciate what you have, appreciate what you are compared to this poor person who doesn't understand, who, doesn't, who can't talk, can hear or anything. Appreciate what you have and communicate with me. Appreciate that I am here, Jesus. Appreciate that I am here. And the other one, do not depend on your understanding. Everything happened in our life for the good and for the benefit of us. We're asking our Lord to help us get this lesson and uh, work with it through the coming week. Think about it and contemplate about it to him his glory forever and ever. Amen.